0: at the track the hot pass racing network
1: puts you at all right race fans let's get rowdy the next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only racing from the third tracks of the
2: carolines to the super speedways of daytona and talladega day no race is
1: too big or small for this duo ladies and gentlemen these are our hosts Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, good Monday morning, and yes, we did have a rain out in Michigan, so they're going to crank them up today and finish them off. I've actually been to three rain out on Sunday, come back Monday at Michigan, and it it takes a little bit of the excitement out, but It sure does loosen up the crowd and uh, you have a little more space. I hate it for everybody that had to go back to work today. Uh, Yesterday, we had a special little program where we played some of the uh, drivers before the race and uh, we're going to finish up this morning but first, we're going to start with uh, Joe and the track president. Joe, the track president and the casinos is up another deal. So, Let's listen to them first, guys.
3: All right. Good morning, everyone, and happy race day here at Michigan International Speedway as we prepare for the Firekeepers' Casino 400. Um, As we kick off our first press conference of the day, I want to introduce our pair um, of speakers who are up here today. Um, First, immediately to my right, we have Michigan International Speedway President Joe Fowler. And then next to him, we have Frank Tecumseh, the CEO of Firekeepers Casino. Uh, We have Joe and Frank up here today to share some really exciting news um, with you. Today, we're happy to announce that Michigan International Speedway and Firekeepers Casino have entered into a multi-year entitlement extension for our NASCAR Cup Series race here. And this extends the relationship that began in 2016. Uh, Joe, I'm going to start off with you. Uh, what does it mean to Michigan International Speedway to continue this relationship with Firekeepers Casino for our NASCAR Cup Series race?
4: Yeah, it means a lot. Um, Firekeepers Casino is obviously a very iconic brand uh, in Michigan, and, and I think uh, we share a lot of the same core values. And um, you know, in providing very high-end experiences, taking care of people with great customer services, uh, and you know, making memories.
5: Awesome.
3: And then Frank, what is the value of this partnership that Firekeepers Casino provides mean to your company as you uh, do the entitlement extension here?
6: Oh, it's
7: huge. You know, it allows the Firekeepers brand to really be seen nationwide. Uh, we really enjoy partnering with the local Michigan-based organization. You know, we're only a little over an hour away. And like Joe said, our values, I think, really align, especially over the past couple of years. We've continued to grow those with the emphasis on service, uh, experience and really showcasing what Michigan has to offer, And we couldn't be more pleased to continue this relationship. And honestly, it was a no-brainer to uh, sign the agreement.
3: Awesome. And it's pretty exciting for us, too, as the uh, Firekeepers Casino 400 has definitely become an iconic name on the circuit when it comes to entitlement partnerships, and obviously longstanding as well. Do we have any questions for Joe or Frank? If you raise your hand, we'll get a wireless mic. We'll start right here with Roy.
8: Thank you.
4: I'm Roy Akers uh, of MidwestSportsZene.com. For either of you gentlemen, with your partnership, the way it started, do you see it being elevated in the next few years? Are there ideas that you've been kind of incubating that you'd like to try here at this track to make this uh, an even better fan and sponsor
5: experience?
4: Yeah, yeah, I mean, the relationship started um, originally as sort of a hospitality relationship, right? And so um, firekeepers would bring in VIPs and guests in the suite. And, um, you know, over time we realized that we had a lot in common and we had a lot of goals that we wanted to achieve and, and thought this platform would be great. Uh, and so, yeah, absolutely, I do see it evolving more and more over the years because it has every year since we started.
7: I would agree. I think uh, you know it's working so well and continues to work so well, and this logo just looks amazing. So I think we want to see more of it all over the place. But uh, yeah, we would like to consider uh, what the future options will be.
3: Yeah. I agree. The logo does look pretty sweet. We're gonna go up here to Taylor.
9: Hi. Good morning. Uh, two questions. The first one is a quick one. What year does this go through the agreement? Um, we're not gonna
4: talk about the term, but it's it's definitely multi-year. Firekeepers will be here for for years to come. Awesome.
9: Uh, The other question I wanted to ask is, uh, obviously sports betting has become a big thing in Michigan, um, recently being um, something that was legalized. Has there been any conversations about potentially maybe teaming up with firekeepers to have a place at the track where people can go and make a bet on their favorite driver?
7: Well, currently you can bet via our mobile app or come on property, so there are options that are currently available. But as far as, like, a kiosk, we can't do that. Everything has to be through the Internet.
8: Thank you.
3: And we're going to go to Stephen in the back.
8: Steve Conley, the podium finish. Uh, Frank, this is for you. In regards to uh, Firekeepers Casino, what have you heard from maybe people that have come to the casino uh, representing uh, Michigan International Speedway or fans in general in regards to this partnership and, and maybe from fans outside of Michigan?
7: It's been huge, um, especially this time of the year. Friday, we had Kevin Harvick uh, come to our property and to do a signing meet-and-greet, and and the line was probably five times back and forth this room with uh, tires, with hoods. So I think people appreciate that we're partnering with MIS, and we have drivers come and support our relationship. I I think we've seen it, especially that day. I'd encourage everyone to come on a Friday before the race, because it's truly a spectacle to behold to see how much the fans appreciate this.
3: Awesome. Do we have, did you have a follow-up, Roy? Yeah, I just we'll, get a, we'll get a mic to you so we can have this. We we'll want to record your words for us.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, I just had a comment, not a question. Uh, Kevin, when he came in and did his availability yesterday, he did mention that line, and he was very, very excited, and uh, he called you out, and I thought I'd give you kudos for that.
7: Thank you. He, he's, he's amazing. We, we appreciate him.
3: Awesome.
10: Go to Chris over here on the side. Chris, and I, I was just curious, uh, either one of you guys can answer this question. How important is it for a hometown sponsor to be associated with a hometown track?
4: Oh, it's big. It's It's really big. I mean... To have, like I said, an iconic brand in Michigan that we're working together the way we do, um, that's pretty special. And you know, the question earlier about people coming to, from out of town, how important is that? It's it's really big because I think the the trip of going to Firekeepers um, while somebody's here on a race weekend has sort of become a tradition for very many people, and and it's really throughout the year too. I mean, there we have. Partners come in town all the time um, for various things, and they want to go visit the property, and, and um, we work well together. So it, it's awesome to be able to work with somebody that's not only fun to work with, but somebody that's right here locally, too.
3: Anything final for Joe or Frank? All right, gentlemen. Well, congratulations thank on the you. extension. We're looking forward to the next few years. Yeah, thank, you. Yeah,
7: thank you. Thank you.
3: And then just a reminder to everyone, we will have um Corey Schlesinger, our general man our general marshal. Grand Marshal, my gosh. Um, looking at multiple scripts up here. Our Grand Marshal will be in here at noon.
1: All right, uh, Stephanie getting a little confused, <laughs> which I would have uh, too. congratulations to Stephanie on how you job uh this year. She's done an absolutely wonderful job. So, uh guys, uh we're gonna listen to a uh Grand Marshall come up, talk a little bit before we hit I think we got three drivers who we did not listen to yesterday on the three race show. So look for that on Sundays. The pre ratio show before Sunday you'll get to listen to the drivers before they hit the track. Something we that I'm gonna start doing. Ain't no we no more. Kyle, Kyle's still in here, once, you know, so I hope we yeah, keep Kyle and his thoughts, but uh, the other two will never be back, so let's just keep pushing forward and go on to uh, listen to the master ceremony.
3: All right, everyone. We're going to continue with our media availabilities here in advance of this afternoon's Firekeepers Casino 400. We are joined by our grand marshal. Uh, For today's race, former Detroit Lions player, Corey Schlesinger. Uh, Corey spent a a dozen years with the Lions from 2005 to 2008, and before that won a national championship with the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, He stayed in Michigan after his playing days ended, teaching industrial arts here in Michigan at Allen Park High School. Um, Corey's been out here to the track a couple times, and so we're going to have a lot of fun with him today. Uh, Corey, welcome to Michigan uh, International Speedway. We're really excited to have you come out here Can't wait to hear you give that command to fire the engines. Um, So did you practice before you got out here to the track today?
11: I have practiced. I have not chosen which one I'm going to use yet. Um, So I'm pretty excited. It's going to be a surprise to everybody. So we're going to make it really good.
3: Awesome. And then what are you looking forward to most this afternoon in this trip out to the track?
11: Well, I'm ready for the rain to go away. Then uh, I'm excited for the green flag to drop. That's probably the best part of the track or the race here is just, when that green flag drops and you hear the cars just going, it's just nothing beats that excitement of um, um, the track.
3: Awesome. We're going to open it up to questions for Corey. If you have one, please raise your hand. We'll get a wireless mic. We'll start here with Tyler, right here in the in the middle. We're getting the mic to you, Tyler.
12: Hey, Corey. Tyler Kielf here from M Live. Uh, what's your background in racing and, your, I guess, your fandom, if you can just give a, describe that?
11: What's my background? It's kind of interesting. Um, well, my family, actually, we destroyed cars. We were a big Demolition Derby fan. Uh, my dad drove them. He's actually in the Hall of Fame in Nebraska for Demolition Derbies. Um, I got a chance to drive one myself at, at the age of 15, so we've always been into cars. But it's funny, my father also, he painted his cars to be look like Richard Petty's. Uh, nascar so so we do have a little bit of a uh, NASCAR background in us um, they built a, we built a stock car one time, but I was too young to drive it you know I was fourteen then, so i couldn 't drive it so but uh, um, and then right now I do have hot rods so it's uh i'm a big uh, car enthusiast so uh, hearing these cars go down the track and just the power that these guys have is just outstanding so uh, I'm very excited for it.
12: So that blue worked out perfectly. The Richard Petty blue. And wore
4: the Honolulu blue for a few Absolutely, years
11: I had to wear this today because uh, I want to represent the Lions and uh, and you know they're I was just at their training camp yesterday, so it's, uh, they're looking really good. And the you know the city, is, the state's very excited for the Lions this year, and uh, so am I.
12: Speaking of which, what what do you think would happen first? The Lions winning the Super Bowl or NASCAR racing on the streets of Detroit? <laughs>
11: Well, they, you know, they 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 bring, you know, the uh, the Indy cars. They're they're in Detroit, but uh, that'd be kind of cool to have NASCAR come down there, and have a street uh, road course in uh, the city itself. But uh, no, we're on the way to winning a Super Bowl. When will it be? Not sure yet. Uh, but we are looking really good. Uh, I don't have any predictions at all for the Lions right now because I want to see them play that first game against the, the former Super Bowl champions, and uh, we'll go from there.
3: Go
9: to Taylor. Uh, Taylor Desorme with mlive.com. Um, so, Steph mentioned that you you're teaching. Are you still doing that? Or are you retired?
11: I'm currently teaching. Um, I use I'm using my degree that I graduated with the University of Nebraska. Um, it was something that um, I felt like I need to do after playing uh, football. Um, it was something. Actually, during the offseason, I would actually uh, substitute teach during the offseason. I actually taught two years at the University of Nebraska as a grad assistant. So I always made sure there was always a backup plan for me because I did not know I was going to be playing in the NFL 12 years, and this is something I always wanted to do afterwards.
9: What do uh, students say when they learn that you were a former Detroit Lion?
11: Well, when I first started, it was kind of interesting because it was two years after, well, actually one year after I was done playing, so everybody kind of knew who I was, and they actually watched me play. You know, 15 years later, they don't really know anymore, so I always throw up a video to show them what I used to do so uh, they can remember, uh, you know, they don't remember, though, but uh, they get to see what I used to do um, back in the day. So they, they get pretty excited for it, but does it? Uh, um, it's pretty neat for them to get, actually get to experience. I think the, the fathers are more excited when they come to parent-teacher conferences than the kids, so that's who gets it more excited. Thank you. Do
3: we have any additional questions for Corey?
10: Go to Chris over on the far right side. Chris9catchments.com. It was reported this week that for the first time ever, the Lions has sold out season tickets. So I was just wondering how big of an impact do you think that is for the city of Detroit and the Lions?
11: Uh, like I said before, yeah, they are super excited. They are. This is outstanding. This is something that has not happened in a long time, and uh, the people, the fans, they are ready for a good winning streak this year and I'm I'm excited to see what they can do. Uh, We did lose a few players but then again we brought some good players in also I think the attitude of the team, the attitude of the coaches, um, we have a great offense coordinator. Uh, So right now we are looking really good. Like I said I'm not predicting anything because I'm gonna let them play it out and then we'll see what happens. All
3: right anything final for Corey? All right Corey well thanks for being here. We cannot wait to hear the command today.
2: There are 16 spots in the playoffs, and just one track left. Well, not just any track. We're
4: basically going to have to win. Daytona,
2: a last chance to keep playoff hopes alive. One point to the good. And for fans to experience an event unlike any other. NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 25th and 26th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com.
13: Maybe just lead us off by talking about uh, starting P1 and how that car feels after qualifying.
6: Yeah, the I feel excellent about what I have for sure. It's um, been a pretty smooth Saturday. In, in practice, it was very good off the truck and, and fast and balanced. Uh, that's what it's all about here at Michigan is, is having the car comfortable and, and balanced so that you can um, you know drive as hard as you need to to create speed here at Michigan.
13: Question for um, for Christopher, raise your hand. We'll get you a mic. We'll start over here with Lee, and then move about the room.
14: Lee Spencer, catchfence.com. You had a pretty remarkable three and four. Can you just talk about that part of the lap and where you felt you picked up speed?
6: Yeah. So round one, I felt really good in one and two, and then I got pretty tight in three and four, and um, I. Last year, I almost won the pole, but I felt like I overdrove three and four trying to carry too much throttle. And then uh, round one was very similar where I got tight down there. And so the round two, I just told myself that I'm going to try and back the corner up a little bit. And uh, it did. It, I I was able to have a much cleaner corner and, and didn't even have to use all the racetrack out of four. So uh, that was um, glad to finally hit a corner out of my four opportunities here at qualifying.
14: And Martin Turex was just in here and told us he had re-signed to stay at Joe Gibbs Racing. And uh, just talk a little bit about his veteran presence with the club and, and, uh, you know, what it's like to have somebody of his caliber under the JGR roof.
6: Yeah, I mean, just having uh, Denny and Martin, both of them there, adds so much to our organization because they've been around the sport for so long that their feedback is invaluable. And uh, you know, myself, I, I'm still young in the sport, and obviously Ty Gibbs is in his rookie year. So having veteran leadership that kind of steers the ship and says, um, you know, hey, we we need to go down this path, down this down this path is is very important. And I'm grateful to have him around for a little bit longer.
13: We'll go over here and then to Bob
12: live.com Christopher. This is another good year starting for you. You started up front last year, unfortunately wrecked out of that race here at MIS. What is it about qualifying that that you've been successful with, and how can you translate into the race and maybe have a good run here?
6: Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I live for those moments qualifying where it's just right on the right on the edge, man, and, and full commitment and maximum just just right on the edge of being able to hold it wide open. And, and it's, it's awesome. It's an adrenaline rush and something that, uh, I love, you know, all the intermediates with this car has, have been that way. Um, and it seems like we've excelled, excelled at that, uh, the 20 car. Um, but you know, qualifying really has, I guess, a slight bearing on the race, but there's so many strategy options and restarts and pit stops that y- you're not going to be able to just go out there and lead 200 laps tomorrow. So, uh, Last year, I, I thought my car was certainly capable of winning the race, and we put ourselves in position. And then I, you know, I, I wrecked out. So uh, this year's more of the same. You know, we've we've got the the pieces to do it, and we just have to execute tomorrow and um, see where we where we stack up.
13: Up here to
6: Bob. Uh, Bob Parker, Fox Sports. Martin said he hadn't even told everybody on his team yet, so I'm curious when did did he, did he actually tell you, or did you just hear? From us are coming up here. Yeah, I I heard um, earlier this earlier this morning from my my PR rep, but uh, that yeah today was whenever I found out as well. Did you have any idea whether he was going to return or not, or were you kind of as mystified as a lot of people? So after he came back last year, I figured that this year would be a you know a not his farewell tour. You know, as good as he's running, he uh, he's he's got a couple more wins left in him. So. Um, I, I guess I was not expecting him to retire this year.
13: Over
15: here.
0: Uh Steven Stump, FrenchTouch.com. Uh, Christopher, you mentioned um how fast we were last year with the car and then the crash. Did you bring back did you repair and bring back the same car for this race or is it a different one?
6: Yeah, honestly I have no idea. I, I I would be surprised if it's the same one, but uh, I I honestly have no idea. For Christopher. Oh, sorry. guy
13: went here to leave
14: Looking ahead at at Indy, um, you know, the restart zone there, the fact that they moved it, do you think it would be a lot less chaotic getting into turn one?
6: Yeah, I think it will be better. I I still wish that we would go single file, um, but I don't think that's on the – Horizons, So, you know, it's going to be um, less chaotic for sure, but I think the opportunity is still going to be there. So uh, we'll just have to pay a lot of attention to the Xfinity race and see how it goes. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, the cup guys will figure out a way.
13: Okay, any final questions for Christopher? All right. Well, congratulations, Christopher, and good luck tomorrow. Appreciate it. There are 16 spots in the
2: playoffs. And just one track left. Well, not just any track.
4: We're basically going to have to win. Daytona.
2: A last chance to keep playoff hopes alive.
1: One point to the good.
2: And for fans to experience an event unlike any other. NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 25th and 26th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com.
1: All right. I was having little phone difficulties a while ago, so I called in the last week, and my update evidently didn't need to get an update. So, anyway, I'm, I'll work on that after the show's over. Uh, sorry, that you couldn't hear, or it was muffled. I don't know what the problem was, but anyway, guys, as I was saying before, we will be in Daytona. Stop by the fan zone. Uh, we'll be out on the midway a couple hours. Uh, each day. If you're around, let's stop get a photo together. Uh, Watkins Glen, the same thing. We'll be at Watkins Glen. We're going to be at Daytona and turn around and do it at, I think in Darlington to, ne- to see uh, President Kerry Thorpe off after retiring 20 years uh, there at Darlington. Uh, looking forward to seeing Kerry and Congratulations to him and Deb, and hopefully they'll get to do a few things that they enjoy. Uh, guys, we're going to jump over here and let you listen to Ty Gibbs real quick. Driving in cup today.
3: Ty Gibbs from Joe Gibbs Racing, who actually won here at Michigan last year in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, so has had some success here in Michigan. We will go straight to questions for Ty. If you have a question, please raise your hand. We'll get a wireless microphone to you. We'll
6: start here with Cameron and then go to Lee. Cameron Richardson, NASCAR.com. Ty, your first Cup Series Top 10 came here at Michigan, so as you try to work your
9: way back into the Top 16, you know how does that help your confidence knowing that you can succeed here? Yeah, we had a really good car last year, um, and we really did a good job. I thought we would finish better. I got speeding at the end on the last restart when Denny had a penalty, so we both had to come from the back, but... Um, I felt like we were really fast last year, and I really like this track. It's really fun. I feel like you're just hammering down the whole time uh, really fast. So uh, it's a really cool place, and it's fun to to race here.
3: Go over to Lee on the far right. Good
9: morning. Good morning.
14: Um, Just kind of curious, you're you're right there below the bubble. How confident are you that you can kind of push your way in with four to go?
9: Um, I think for me, just in my team, we just have to execute every week. I think we didn't really do good last week, or I didn't do good last week, and we gained a bunch of points still. So just got to do better than that, and I think we'll be in a better shot. So I am um, I have really good confidence in my team, and uh, I know that they're bringing great race cars to the track, and we'll see what we can do. Thank you. Yep.
3: My question over there in the middle, and then we'll go to Stephen. Uh, Taylor Kitchen with Above the Yellow Line and com. Talk about the, the pressure for maybe Toyota to perform well this weekend trying to break this streak that Ford has going on. How confident are you there?
9: Yeah, I think we're, you know, Toyota's always really confident, and, you know, they bring the best they can every single weekend. Uh, we appreciate Toyota so much for all the stuff they give us to prepare for the races on the weekend. They do so much for us, so... Um, you know, I thank them a, a lot, and and you know, I think we have really good, great cars here. Um, I think we were really strong last year. Uh, Danny got caught at the end on a, on, a, on a penalty from something, and and I think Bubble was up front too last year. So uh, I think we we're all up front, honestly. Uh, so I'm I'm very confident in my team this in, in this year, and and you know, and, and I think 23 level have a great run, and I hope we have a great run. So I think uh, Toyota will bring strong cars, and you know, hopefully the Toyota that goes to the will be me. And then the rest of them can win whatever they want. Absolutely. Just let me get in one. And,
3: and then talking about again your point situation, just men- mentally, how do you go into these race weekends pressure wise? Like, how do you deal with that pressure of trying to get in on points your rookie season?
9: Yeah, well, first of all, it's a rookie season, so I think that's what everybody's been telling me. It's all right. Just, you just do the best you can. So for me, I feel like I feel like I go into uh, each race the same and just try to complete the mission and do the best I can and um, and do the best I can with my car. You know, sometimes I don't do as good with what my car is capable of, so I've got to go back and learn. But in times where, you know, I can't really make my car go any faster because the setup, something's wrong with it, uh, then I just got to suck it up and deal with it, basically, and, and do the best I can with it. So um, I think it's a mental game. It's racing's really, really hard. Um, Cup is really, really hard. And I think the Xfinity Cup jump now is – three times as hard as it's ever been, right? And you have a whole different car, and in track positions means more than anything. So it is really hard, but I really enjoy it, and I know my team does a great job and works really hard. We have a great pit crew, and we'll keep working hard. I'm
3: going to go to Steven. And then Dustin.
8: Steve Conley, the podium finish. Um, Ty, last year you, were, you had a lot of criticism for your aggression, and uh, early in this season a lot of people looked at that as well. Have you feel like you've had to temper that a little bit, um here as you learn the cup series and
9: maybe uh even race a little differently um well here's the thing the cup series is i feel like so much different on that I, you know the xfinity i feel like you can see it week in and week out i think they put on a great show but the race in xfinity everybody's trying to get the cup right so there's a lot to prove in in those spots so i think there's already a lot of aggression already in that and you know, of course, everybody wants to get in a cup, right? And so – and the cup series is so much different. And why it's so much different for me is that I've known Kevin Harvick since I was probably five, and I've known all these guys since I was super, super young. So, um, you know, the, the respect kind of is already there for, for me to them. Um, I think there's a lot of times where you do have to be really aggressive in, in situations, and, of course, I'm a rookie, so i got to hold my ground a little bit more than I have. But I think all that – like all the talk about, you know – respect and all that in the cup, I think, you know, it's just, like, it's more media talking about it than it is actually going on. I think it's way more chill the drivers is, right? I think they're just, I guess it's something for you guys to talk about, honestly, but and I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but it's just, like, it's so, I feel like there's so much talk about it, but, like, you know, we have a lot of respect for each other. Um, I feel like I have a great respect for my teammates and a lot of respect for all these drivers. I've known Kyle since so I've raced dirt carts and he came to our motocross shop, so, like, I've known those guys for so long, and it's so different.
8: And, and racing the cup car, you, you're just kind of talking about uh, with, with point standings and um, getting the best out of the car that you can. Have you had to kind of r- learn that a little bit more of knowing, okay, the car may be a 10th place car and not to push it, when to push it, and when not to?
9: Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, I'm always going to push it as far, fast as I can go and do the best I can. There's times where you can push over the limit, you know, overslip the tire, and it's going to hurt you, Right. Uh, so that stuff happens, but I feel like for me, I'm just gonna work the best I can every week and, and do the best I can. Um, work hard in the simulator, get my my setups really close for the race weekend, and just keep getting more and more and more. And then next year when we come back, and you know, we I've been to these tracks before with my team that I'm racing like, with right now. Then we're gonna be better, and we're gonna keep getting better and better and better and better. It just doesn't end.
3: We're gonna go to a couple questions up front here, Dustin and Larry.
9: Dustin Long, NBC
0: Sports. Uh, I was talking with Chris Berkey earlier this week about your pit crew. And I know that they had all the fast stops uh, last weekend. A lot of things go into that, but certainly one element is you've got to put the car in the right spot. And he talked about earlier in the season that was something maybe had to work a little bit on. Can you give me a sense of you know, so many so many things are going to factor in these last four races, of whether you make the playoffs or not, and it could be something small, it could be something big. But just the idea of hitting your mark on um, on a pit stop and and some of the other little things that you have to you focused on, gotten better, and things you still have to focus on.
9: Yeah, for sure. Well, the I think the hard part for going from extending the cup and the pit stops is that it's a whole different technique getting in the box. You know, we have an H pattern, and I can go from you know, second gear and, and go into neutral. And then in a the, the cup car, I have to downshift once, and then I have to do my rest of my procedure. So it's a little bit different. Um, and, you know, that sometimes is a little challenging going back and forth like it was last year. And this year I had a lot of time to work on it. But I think the biggest thing is we have a really great, realistic pit stop car now in, in the back of our shop and getting more time in that and spending more time you know, just practicing and getting on my marks every time is is really important, and just getting race scenarios is more important is is the most important as well. But, um, I don't. It's just it's just time and and getting used to it, and I enjoy spending time with these guys as well.
3: Go to Larry.
0: Larry Leach, Associated Press. You mentioned Kevin Harvick, and you know someone you've known since you were five, and you know this is his last season, as he's announced. Can you? reflect on what you remember about him as a kid and now having the opportunity to compete against him uh means what to you
9: well growing up at, at, with him kind of as a kid i've known him my whole life but as a kid i think we had some run-ins with our team with him a little bit time time after time but i you know i he raised my dad i grew up kind of around them and i feel like we're you know i actually live within like two miles of them now so like we're pretty close um and i just have known him for a while and, and he's been really great and I appreciate what he's done for the sport, and hopefully, he has a good, you know, rest of his journey. And and uh, like watching his kid race too school.
3: cool. Do we have anything final for Ty? All right, Ty, thanks for joining us today. Good luck this weekend here.
1: And there you have Ty Gibbs. All right, guys. Hey, just real quick before we leave here, a couple more, maybe one more that you didn't get to hear. Uh, let's see everybody's in the hustle this morning at Michigan getting ready don't forget today's race guys
2: there are 16 spots in the playoffs and just one track left well not just any track
4: we're basically going to have to win Daytona
2: A last chance to keep playoff hopes alive.
4: One point to the good.
2: And for fans to experience an event unlike any other. NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 25th and 26th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com.
1: Stop by and check us out in the fan zone, guys. Daytona time. Captain Dave and Rowdy Maglite. We'll be there. You can find us if you go from tunnel to tunnel. Uh, we're going to be on the main road, tunnel to tunnel. It's a 82 or 87, by 37-foot old white motorhome with the big famous number three and the party deck up on top. Uh, Captain Dave and uh, Daytona Town will be running it from the, from the top side giving us live report. So, hey, before we get out of here, one more. Let's go with uh, Chase. I didn't. If you didn't get to hear the show yesterday, here's 10, 10 minutes.
3: Here at Michigan. We will go straight to questions for Chase. If you please raise your hand, we'll get a wireless microphone to you. We'll start up here with Cameron and then go to Matt.
6: Cameron Richardson, NASCAR.com. Chase, you come in to Sunday 40 points outside the outside the playoffs. Um how do you go about assessing the situation going this Sunday do you go do you try to maximize stage point or do you know do you guys have to go all in and go for the race win now do you feel like you're still in a place where you can maximize on points uh i mean I, my stance has been the same since i got back and i think we need to win so um and and like i've said you know a thousand times since <laughs> since I've been back i think I think gaining a lot of points and contending for wins is very much one and the same. You know, it's it's not coincidence that the guys are the guys that are high up in points um have race wins but they're also you know leading the regular season thing or whatever it's called um uh, too. Like those two things go hand in hand. So if you're gaining a lot of points, you're probably going to have a shot to win. Uh and if you're not, then you're probably not going to have a shot to win, you know. So I think those are one the same.
3: We'll go to Matt.
5: All right. Good morning, everyone, and thanks for joining us today to discuss this unprecedented partnership between NASCAR and the CW Network to air all NASCAR Xfinity Series races beginning in 2025. We are joined today by NASCAR Senior Vice President of Media and Productions, Brian Herps, as well as the President of the CW Network, Dennis Miller. Brian, can you walk through the process of how this great partnership for the future of the Xfinity Series materialized? Also, can you talk about the highlights of the partnership? Certainly one being that the entire Xfinity series will air on network for the first time ever.
15: Yeah, I no, um, appreciate uh, the setup, James, and thank everybody for joining us on, on short notice. It's a, a big day for NASCAR, a big day for NextStar and the CW, and uh, we couldn't be more thrilled to kind of share the, the details with uh, with everyone. So from a process perspective, um, you know, we, we had when we got to – our open window where we could talk to non-incumbents. Uh, we had a fair amount of interest from a number of parties. Um, CW and NextR presented a really compelling vision for what a NASCAR um, CW partnership could look like. I think the differentiating factor for us when we're thinking about the, the CW and NextR is you really get to work with with two um, different companies within the context of, of one partnership. One is the CW a um, free-to-air broadcast network available in 125 million homes. Um, And then you also get the benefit of of working with Nexstar, which is the largest TV station group uh, in the United States. So when you think about our uh, footprint in terms of the tracks that that we run on um, weekend and – Sorry, I'm
13: getting
5: a little feedback. If everyone can please mute. Thank you.
15: Awesome. So, um, and then when you think about Next Star as the TV station group, um, within our track footprint, 84% um, of our tracks also have a Next Star station. So, free-to-air distribution um, that will only benefit uh, viewership for for the Xfinity series of, of upcoming. Kind of uh, drivers, and then the second piece is on-site activation, local marketing, local coverage, ticketing, contesting, um, the full kind of event experience and local experience. We think will only be um, benefited by having NextStar
5: at uh, as our partner. Thank you, Brian, um, and Dennis. Um, thanks for coming on here. Can you talk about what the partnership means for the CW and why it made sense for your programming strategy? <laughs>
16: Yes, sorry about the background noise because I'm the one at the airport. Uh, Hmm. uh, Obviously a huge win for Nexter and the CW. uh, As you know, Brian's a hard act to follow, but um, I think he covered a lot of the important, you know, connective tissue between the two companies, two founder, you know, uh, uh, based companies here that, you know, established a chemistry early on. And our job is to, you know, grow the CW network in terms of viewership and revenues. Uh, we knew, you know, since we had a lot of NASCAR events already on CW, on, excuse me, the next stations, that live sports were the key to, to growing an audience, were valuable from the MVPDs and the virtual MVPDs perspective. Saw how loyal these fans were, you know, looked across the kind of rights, Uh, landscape and saw how Xfinity did versus NHL and UFC and Premier League and, you know, felt like this was the best package that could help drive, you know, the asset value of the CW and provide, you know, great local programming. And when combined with the, you know, inside the NFL and then the ACC and now the CW, you know, we wanted to establish, you know, 48 out of 52 weeks having uh, sports programming for our affiliates. So, um, we couldn't be more delighted as, as Brian said and you know, the fact that our stations lined up so well. Advertisers were clamoring for, you know, for live sports here that have never been on the CW before. And uh, you know, this is going to be, you know, a very significant part of, of kind of the growth trajectory for the CW.
5: Thank you, Dennis. We'll now go to the media for questions. If you would please raise your hand within Zoom and then we'll Handle it on the back end. Once once you're called on, if you just state your name and affiliation and ask your question, and we'll get on with it. Thank you. We'll start with John Lewis.
6: Hello. Uh, Thanks for taking the time to do this today. Uh, Unfortunately, I did have a bit of a technical issue, so I didn't hear uh, everything at the beginning. But uh, I did want to ask, if you have not addressed this already, is this the beginning of a relationship that could expand beyond the Xfinity series? Is there the possibility of races and other series, a truck series, for example, going to the CW moving forward?
15: Uh, yeah, so it's it's the, the start of our relationship with the CW and X-Star, which starts in, in 2025, and, and proud to announce alignment on, on the Xfinity um, series. Uh, we're still in active conversations around CUP and, and trucks also with, obviously, our partners at Fox and, and NBC, um, but what we've agreed to, which we're really excited about. Um, for today is uh, in a partnership with, with CW and XTAR that includes exclusivity around all Xfinity Series races and all um, practice and qualifying events for Xfinity as well, full season from February to November.
5: All right, thanks. Thank you, John. Next, we'll go to Bob Pachris from Fox Sports.
9: Yeah, Brian, uh, I'm not sure if this is under your purview, but can you uh,
17: do you know, is it how much as far as economics for Xfinity Series teams, how much of uh, an impact will this have? Can you give any sort of thought, any sort of estimate of uh, increase to their funding? Or do you see this more as uh, being ability to be on broadcast all the time as increasing their value?
6: Yeah, luckily, I'm
15: just a lowly TV guy, Bob. Um, so on the meteorite side, this is just one step on the media rights um, process. Obviously, a lot uh, to work out on the Cup Series side um, as well. I know that, um, obviously, Steve Phelps and Steve O'Donnell, Ben Kennedy, Cup Prime, and, and others are having uh, ongoing conversations with the entire industry in, in terms of what the future of that um, revenue sharing relationship um, looks like. But it would, I wouldn't be in a position to comment on that um,
17: at this time. And for Dennis, uh, we often ask on these deals, uh, how, how active will you be as far as, like, the identity of the series? There's a lot of chatter about could this, like, Finney series be NASCAR's electric series? Do you have any, uh, just how active do you anticipate the CW being as far as, you know, the kind of, I guess, the identity and the product on the track?
16: Sorry, I was on mute there. Um, You know, we are obviously just getting underway with our relationship toward the new production facilities. I think the CW's history has been, you know, doing innovative programming and kind of culture-defining programming. And we've seen, you know, to date what, what NASCAR has been able to deliver at the highest level. But, you know, we certainly, you know, hope to build a, you know, a very strong relationship Creatively, uh, in terms of marketing, in terms of taking advantage of the, you know, the IP that they have, uh, take advantage of some of the great talent that is associated with NASCAR. So, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, spend as much time as we can with our new partners. This is our most significant, you know, investment to date, and so, you know, we just hope to be great partners and bring the best of what we know about broadcast television to NASCAR. And they're going to bring us their great, you know, IP. And uh, I think you'll see us just to continue to evolve, to provide a great, you know, experience for, for consumers. Thank you.
5: Thank you, Bob. Next, we'll go to Jerry Jordan.
7: Hi, this is Jerry Jordan with Kicking the Tires. Um, Dennis, uh, for you, next are our, and and Comcast Xfinity have had you know they they compete in a lot of different areas as well. How will this uh, affect the branding of the Nest uh the uh, Xfinity series, or or is that set going forth? Is, is that is that how how will that relationship work between two different companies like this?
16: I should let Brian speak to the that specific branding piece. So I'll let you uh, handle that, Brian.
15: Yeah, of course. As Jerry mentions, obviously uh, a a good relationship between Nextar and NBC and also Comcast and um, CW um, with respect to just their their business partnerships. uh, and with respect to the entitlement of the series itself and the Xfinity series sponsorship, which has been fantastic for us and I think is working really well for Xfinity uh, as, as well, um, that's, those are subject to, to larger partnership and sponsorship discussions that our, our sponsorship team is, is just working through now. This relationship with the CW, CW uh, is obviously something that we're super excited about again broadcast TV for all 33 Xfinity Series races. Our broadcast numbers, when you look at Xfinity Series broadcast ratings versus Xfinity Series cable ratings, you're, you're always performing better on on broadcast. So we think this elevates the profile of that series broadly, uh, but would probably be a little bit uh, premature to speculate on, on um, kind of renewal talks with Xfinity as an entitlement partner.
7: Okay, and Brian, for you um, specifically, how when you're going out for something like this, you said that y'all looked at a, y'all had interest from a lot of different people. How did those negotiations work when you're when you're coming up with something like this?
15: Sure. Uh, so I, I think in the media environment that we're in today, where You have broadcast TV being as well-distributed as it is, cable TV uh, still being uh, very well-distributed but declining a little bit in terms of overall subscriptions, and then obviously you have direct-consumer and streaming that's rising alongside. Um, uh the, the rest of kind of the, the media landscape is taking more kind of uh, minutes in terms of consumption is going over to digital and streaming. I think what we wanted to do is we wanted to balance the, the distribution with the financials of, of this this project um, for us and feel like we were able to find um, a really good fit with the, the CW. Obviously, again, all broadcast TV free to air um, available um, to to all of our fans. Um, But we we were lucky to have, uh, we've been continuing to have conversations with both the incumbents and and third parties. We just thought this was a great fit for our sport and our fan base um, and was too good to pass up at this time. Thank you, sir.
5: Again, if anyone has questions, please raise your hand on the zoom and we'll call on you and answer them. We'll go
3: to Deb.
14: Hi, uh, Deb Williams with Auto Week.
3: Um, even though FS1
14: is uh, cable, you've had the truck series on there to where people always knew to go to FS1. Have you seen a growth there in the truck viewership? And is that the reason that you wanted to go with the Xfinity series on one sole network? with the hope of um, people always knowing that's where they could go to watch the Xfinity races?
15: You know, I do think anytime you can create a destination for an entire series, um, that probably helps in terms of um, conditioning our our fans in terms of where to go, whether it's on Friday or Saturday or, or Sunday. Um, the truck series has grown in, in viewership, it's up about 15% over the last uh, four or five years on, on FS1, uh, which kind of flies in the face of, of most cable viewership, um, frankly. Um, but I, I think we wanted to develop a, a um, compelling proposition um, for the CW and NextStar. I think they provided that in terms of their distribution footprint as well as kind of the station footprint. Um, and it just it happened to work out that a, a full season of February to November coverage on the Xfinity Series um, side, it, it worked well. And I think Dennis mentioned a little bit earlier as well. I think there's a a good uh, culture fit uh, between the two companies uh, as well, between NASCAR, the France family, and uh, Nextar CW, also being a, a family-founded uh, company by, by Perry Sook. So I'm um, thrilled to get into to this partnership with, uh, with them and excited to, to roll this out over the next year and a half.
2: And if I may... There are 16 spots in the playoffs and just one track left. Well, not just any track.
4: We're basically going to have to win. Daytona.
2: A last chance to keep playoff hopes alive.
4: One point to the
1: good.
2: And for fans to experience an event unlike any other. Yeah! NASCAR weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 25th and 26th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com.
1: Great way to close out the the summer there, guys. Meet Daytona Tom, Captain Dave, and Rowdy Maglite down in the fan zone. We'll be out in the uh, infield, also out on the midway, a couple hours each day. So uh, just holler holler us up, uh, take a picture of us, post it. We got uh, ticket giveaways. It's going to be trivia. Uh, so stay tuned. Watch it keep up with my TikTok, Facebook account. Be a wonderful weekend right before uh school starts. Well, some schools have already started back, but give you a couple of days to get ready to kick the, the school year off, guys. So we're gonna we are we're in the uh Xfinity mode here guys with the uh great news for Xfinity to be on free tv man more people more exposure i think that's gonna push you to want to either buy a package to watch it on sunday or go and be at the race take somebody racing but uh this young man's entertained us a lot in the xfinity and he's moving up into uh driving for tony stewart kevin harvick and the number four with the josh
13: Okay, uh, we are going to uh, start our Friday NASCAR Xfinity Series media availability, and we're joined now by uh, the winner of uh, the poll for tomorrow's Cabo 250 NASCAR Xfinity Series race here at Michigan Inter- International Speedway, and that is Josh Berry. Josh, maybe just talk uh, talk to us about your car, that run, and uh, starting P1, and that uh, first pistol for tomorrow's race.
17: Yeah, no, I thought we had a, you know, a solid practice, um, You know, needed to make a few... A few adjustments to the car um to get it a little bit more to my liking and, and, and obviously made the right adjustments are qualifying and, and the car has speed. So uh felt like you know Pocono was a big step forward for us. Um you know we try to take what we learned there and apply it to here and we feel like we've done a good job of that so far. So we just need to uh keep after it and execute tomorrow and we'll have a chance at victory lane.
13: Okay, if you have a question for Josh,
17: please raise your hand. We'll get you a mic. Um who wants to be the first one up?
13: Go over here to Chris.
10: Chris 9 uh, Josh, how important is it to have a good run tomorrow to to earn as many um playoff points as you can in then challenge for your first one of the
0: season?
17: Yeah, I mean we would love to you know be able to to stack a few playoff points in, in the bank. Um, obviously we don't have very many but you know more than anything we just we need to get to victory lane and we need to keep continuing on the path we're going on right now which we are getting better better and better every single weekend Um, so you know like like I said before um, you know a couple weeks ago it still stings I think about it a lot and and thankfully um, you know my guys have really stood behind me and and uh, you know we came here and and planned on not not changing too much and racing hard and, and trying to go to victory lane so we feel like if we can just get our cars uh continue to get our cars better like they were today then then we'll we'll be fine once the playoffs come
13: anyone else for josh Berry? any other questions
17: i'm here to bill
7: <clears throat> eric young with the com. josh you finished fourth and sixth here in the past what is it about this place? How do you feel, and how do you feel going into uh, tomorrow's race?
17: Yeah, I feel like uh, this has been a pretty good track for me. Um, you know, really had a had a really really good run uh, a couple years ago, subbing for Michael and Annette that that we were in contention to win at the end. So. Yeah, this is a place that I've had circled for a while that I I feel like is a great opportunity every time we come here. And, and obviously, Junior Motorsports has done done a lot of great work on our race cars, getting them faster. Hendrick Motorsports brought some great power under the hood. And, um, you know, we're able to just continue to put everything together, and, and hopefully we can check one off tomorrow.
8: Steve? Post Motor Racing Network, Josh, uh,
17: you've talked a lot about your journey over
8: the last month and Pocono being so good for you guys. Looking at the junior motorsports camp, uh, Sam getting a win last week, getting a win, only second win of the season. Um, wh- what's it like globally for junior motorsports as far as the camp? Uh, to, you know, how do you kind of assess overall how the four-car team is doing?
17: Yeah, no, I thought, um, you know, things come in waves, right, I feel like in racing, and I feel like we're kind of on the – cusp of a you know a lot of positive momentum for us as a company right um you know the seven you know all of our cars have been really strong obviously Sam finally getting the first win last week was really cool and you know for us like I said we feel like we've you know we've made gains and um you know that that's that's really important this time of the year right because ultimately you just you really only have to be good for a few weeks to to have a chance to win a championship so um we're we feel confident about what we're doing we like I said we brought a great race car a couple weeks ago to Pocono and 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 we didn't we didn't get the win but like I said we all sat down after that one and said we're not changing anything and we aren't going to race any different or do anything different we're just going to keep keep pushing and and racing hard and and um you know that's that's what we're going to do tomorrow so ultimately if if these guys keep Keep doing, uh, you know, bringing cars this fast. Then you know we're going to be in good shape.
14: Please, SpencerKetchums.com. I had a lot of confidence going into the playoffs last year, and I'm just kind of curious because you've won titles before, but this was a whole different ball game. And I'm I'm kind of curious, what did you learn going through the process that you can take with you if you get to the championship four?
17: Well, I you know. It's just, um, you know, it's easy to slip up early in, in the deal, right? I think you kind of have to survive the first round, and then really you kind of have to go into the mindset of, of the round of eight that that you need to go to victory lane, right? And um, you know, three of the final four last year won, you know, won the the three races in the round of eight, and I think you have to, if you have the speed like we're we're doing right now, to 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 contend for wins and poles and be fast and up front, then you're going to have those opportunities to win. And advance to Phoenix. So, um, you know, I, I just don't feel like you know it's not really work. You can't change your mindset. You can't do anything different. You just got to keep doing what you've been doing all year, and that's working hard and doing giving your best effort and building your best race car and best race when you get there. And um, you know, I said before Phoenix last year that you know what it would take would be a you know our best race, and, and we didn't have that. So. So for to me, it's just, uh, you know, we're going to try to approach it the same way we did last year, and and if we can continue to to build fast race cars like that, we'll have an opportunity and, and we'll just, you know, the rest will take care of itself.
14: And I believe you're running the Battle of Berlin next week. Um, can you kind of handicap that deal and what you think of the racetrack? We were there last night for SRX, and it seems like it's really evolved into a phenomenal uh, venue.
17: Yeah, no, I thought, you know, I watched that as well last night, and I thought the show was really cool. There was a ton of fans. It looked like a really great atmosphere. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go race there Wednesday in a super late model. Um.
13: Okay. Uh, We are now joined by our uh, winning driver of today's NASCAR Xfinity Series race, John Honor Niemicek. John Honor, may we just uh, start off by uh, giving us um, the lowdown on your car today and the uh, talk about your your big win.
12: Uh, man, we had a fast Toyota GR Supra, that's for sure. Um, just hats off to this whole team for bringing fast race cars to the racetrack every single weekend. Uh, I'm just a guy that, that gets to hold the steering wheel and, Um, We're able to rebound and get the lead and search for clean air and uh, have enough speed to stay up front.
13: And uh, maybe before we open it up to questions, talk about this was the 200th victory NASCAR Xfinity Series win for Joe Gibbs Racing. What's it mean to be the driver to take that one home?
12: Uh, It means a lot to me, Um, being able to win multiple times this year in the Xfinity Series and win for Joe Gibbs Racing previously. It's it's a big accomplishment, um, not only for myself, but for Joe Gibbs Racing and the whole Xfinity program. Uh, To have 200 wins in the Xfinity program is a huge accomplishment um, for Joe Gibbs Racing, and... Uh, I was just the, the guy in the right place to bring home 200, and um, I, I think we've brought home, well, I guess five this year, so we've been adding to it. Great. If you have a question for John Hunter, please raise your hand. We'll get your mic.
13: We'll start up here to Larry in the front.
5: Larry late
0: from AP. Yeah, I heard a little bit in earlier interviews talking about um, – tying up with your your teammate Gibbs was that early in the race like 12 in and explain what happened and just how tricky is the dynamic of uh you know wanting to compete and
11: win and do it fairly and deal with the dynamics of a teammate
12: yeah um I've been very vocal about teammates here recently and uh, I think everyone has kind of seen that um but when when it comes down to it uh you're going to have teammates race around you when Joe Gibbs racing brings three really fast Toyota GR Supras every single week. So um, it's, it's on me. I take full accountability um, for the incident that happened. And uh, I was on the bottom. Um, Ty cleared me in uh, turn one on the top. And uh, I was trying to slide up behind him uh, to, to kind of get position uh, on the top off of turn two. Um, and when I crossed his wake, I, I feel like I put him in a bad arrow spot and uh, maybe should have checked up a little bit more um, just to not get him free. Um, and once he got free, it was trying to check up and stay off of him and um, couldn't quite do that. Uh, he got a little tap from me, which ended up kind of turning him even more sideways, and then I got tapped from behind, and uh, we both went spinning. So um, just bad circumstances, uh, but that one's on me, and take full accountability for it. What about? Bob.
6: Um, Pockers, Fox Sports, was your car damaged at all from that? And did you, once you realized what the tire strategy would be, were you confident you could win?
12: Uh, to be honest with you, I, I didn't know if we could win uh, with the tire strategy that we had. Um, not knowing kind of how much tires were going to be, uh, or how much they were going to mean towards the end of the race. Um, I'm, I'm grateful that it worked out strategy-wise. Um, and I, I don't believe we had any damage. I mean, it was slightest contact possible, um, just enough to for both of us to go around.
13: Any other question for John Hunter? Oh, we'll go to here, Stephen.
8: Steve Conley, the podium finish. Uh, the first two stages, spent a lot of time uh, ch- uh, chasing down Justin Allgaier. the If he doesn't have his issues on pit road um, and the strategy works out the way it does, do you have enough car to to get around him?
12: Um, be honest i i don't know um circumstances wise um i mean we did win the second stage right so um it's it's kind of we had a fast enough car i feel like um but who knows what the circumstances
13: any final go
12: over delete what are you gonna tweet there bob you got some you got that my interview pulled up (laughs) I hear you. Uh, Is that that's still accurate. I'm pretty sure I, I did say that.
14: Just dignity for aren't you, bud?
12: <laughs> Just with Bob.
14: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Spencercatch friends So what are your plans for next year?
12: Knew <laughs> this question was coming. Um Yeah. Uh for for me I'm one hundred percent focused on, on this year and trying to win the Xfinity Championship. Uh, for me, it we set goals coming into this year as a 20 team um, in the XFINITY series, and we want to go accomplish those. Um, so my full focus day in, day out right now is to go win this XFINITY championship and win as many races as I can. Um, I don't know what my plans are for 24, uh, to be honest with you. I have no clue. So uh, I feel like when my team comes up with something, uh, we, we definitely will announce it at that time.
14: I mean, they floated your name around while Martin was still kind of dilly-dallying and now since that's secure i mean when would you like to know what you're doing next year um you know cuz you can't wait to the very last minute or you just want to see what opens
12: up uh i i think for me um i mean i could wait until after phoenix right um it for me it's it's all about head down mindset right not focusing on the future and focusing on the present um it's going to try and win as many races as I possibly can and go win the championship. Um, I, that's one thing that I've yet to accomplish in the NASCAR ranks is winning a championship. So it's full bore on that. Go to Chris and then up here in
10: the center. com. John Hunter, when you look at the Trinity playoffs, who do you think are going to be your biggest challengers or do you think it's going to be a, a battle of not
12: beating yourselves? Every single one of them and ourselves. Um I mean, you, you can't count anybody out, right? Like, you, you cannot count anybody out. The moment that you count someone out is the moment that they can overtake that. So, for me, it's it's focusing on trying to race everyone every single week, and, and I feel like when you count somebody out, um, they, they are able to kind of overstep that mentality and, and probably pull something out that they, you, you think that they wouldn't. Yep. Go on the center and then go to leave.
7: Eric Young with the Superspeedway dot com. Big points day for you today. How important is it to keep gaining points toward that regular season championship heading into the playoffs?
12: Uh, I mean it's big to win the regular season championship. Um I I I think that there's value to that, right? Fifteen bonus playoff points going into it. Um I think it's only really like three more bonus points right compared to second place so um, I'd rather win a bunch of races and if that means we win the regular season championship then that's great Um, but winning a race is five five playoff points so that's a that's a big ordeal.
13: Lee then Dustin.
14: On Denny's podcast this week he said that he thought the depth in the truck series was deeper than in the Xfinity series and you've had deep associations with both I mean you, you've raced for a long time in trucks um, gone back and forth in the Xfinity series how would you answer that as far as where you think the greatest depth of, of competitive cars or trucks might be
12: uh, I can answer this two different ways right from a driver's standpoint I feel like both series have a lot of talent in them right Um, You don't really see one guy just rolling off into the sunset in either series. You see a bunch of guys winning races and running up front competitively. Um, but with the truck model and having a spec motor and everyone having the same spec motor um, and, and the rules being closer, I guess, it, it kind of equals it out to more of a level playing field, right? So um, I, I feel like that, that has kind of separated the truck series and the Infinity series a little bit. Um, so it's, it's really, I, I feel like, talent-wise, probably close to the same. Um, I think he did say that there's probably 10 Xfinity cars on a regular basis that could possibly win an Xfinity race, right? Um, And there's maybe 15 trucks that can win a race um, every single weekend in the truck series. So I think when you look at talent, you, you aren't necessarily talking about driver talent, right? I think you're more or less talking about how close most of the truck teams are. I mean, one mistake in a truck race, and you go from leading to finishing 10th, right? So um, it's it's all about arrow and, and trying to maximize your day on the truck side with how short the races are. You're welcome. And we'll go over Dustin and then wrap
13: it up here in the middle.
0: Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Um, I'm curious, just from a, a race fan perspective, that you would be looking ahead to next weekend's uh, Cup Race at Indy with having Shane Van Gisbergen back in in the race, Kamui Kobayashi in, Bordy uh Jason Button.
12: Let's go Kamui. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm just curious, is to see those guys that don't always compete in the series, from your perspective as somebody who does this, but even though you're not competing against them, what's your interest level in seeing them, and what are the things that you're interested to seeing? in, um, with those guys and what they can do.
12: Uh, I think it's really cool for those guys to be able to come over and have a chance to run in, in the cup series. Right. Um, I think what Shane did at Chicago, all the stars aligned, uh, for, for sure. And he was super fast. Um, I think that the interest of it is is super super neat for me Um, I'm the type of guy that wants to go race anything and everything so um, for me if if I had the opportunity to go run a V8 supercar in Australia I would definitely take that opportunity right so uh, I think it's really cool to see drivers be able to compete in different disciplines um, and and being able to compete at a high level Um, so for me it's really neat and hopefully I get the opportunity to do that in some other series as well you're welcome and we'll wrap it up here.
0: Stephen Stump, .com. If I did the math right, I believe you and Austin Hill are now tied for the uh, regular season points lead. Um, you guys have had tons of speed. They've also you know, had tons of consistency. When you look at the tracks up ahead, do you feel that one or the other has a, an advantage?
12: Um, <laughs> I To be honest with you, I, I don't know. Um, I I feel like we have some really good racetracks coming up for us. Obviously, Austin is a very good super speedway racer when it comes to Daytona. Um, But we have two road courses, Daytona, uh, Darlington, and Kansas left. And three of those I would circle is probably three of my favorite places to go to, right? Um, So uh, I feel really confident about it. Um, Yeah, we're tied for points after the last two weeks we've had. So it's nice to rebound and kind of put ourselves back in position. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, guys.
13: Thank you, John Hunter. Good luck. There are 16 spots in the
2: playoffs and just one track left. Well, not just any track.
4: We're basically going to have to win. Daytona,
2: a last chance to keep playoff hopes alive.
1: One point to the good.
2: And for fans to experience an event unlike any other. NASCAR weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 25th and 26th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com.
11: All right,
1: guys. Uh, Hey, I appreciate you listening and calling in. Also, the race will start today at 12. So uh, get ready. I hate it to rain out, but you know what? For the folks that stays around, they're going to get their money's worth and they're going to enjoy it. It's going to be a beautiful, sunny day in Michigan. So hopefully uh, we'll be back Thursday evening with some live guests, uh guys and gals. So uh, keep that light shining, and we're going to run on out of here. Good luck. Safe travels.
2: There are 16 spots in the playoffs, and just one track left. Well, not just any track.
4: We're basically going to have to win. Daytona,
2: a last chance to keep playoff hopes alive.
1: One point to the good.
2: And for fans to experience an event unlike any other. NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 25th and 26th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com.